Hi, I'm Annie Miller. I'm a certified personal trainer and transformational macro coach. This is a podcast for those who are interested in improving their health and fitness. And what I've learned along the way is that sometimes that means you'll have to rethink what you thought you knew. This is the Rethinking Fitness with Annie podcast. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. I hope that everyone had a great Thanksgiving and that you are having a good holiday season so far. I am sitting down to record this after being gone two weekends in a row for family Thanksgiving celebrations, and there were a few conversations I had with family, and then just as I've done check-ins with clients lately, kind of after some holiday parties and things like that, um, a topic that keeps coming up is perfectionism. And it really is one of the biggest forms of self-sabotage that I see in my clients and that I struggle with myself. So if you struggle with feeling like you have to do all the things all the time and do them perfectly in really any aspect of life, not just with fitness and nutrition, because the thing is, is that it will show up in more than one area of your life. But if you feel like you struggle with this, then this episode is for you. So I think it's really common for us to feel like we want to not just do something, but do it really well. It's a natural part of our human tendency to want to push and be the best. And I do think that we should work hard and we should do a good job. But the truth of the matter is you can't do all the things all the time and be good at all the things. You weren't meant to. And part of that, I think, is because that we as humans are meant to rely on each other. And so we need each other's skills. We have different strengths and skills. And we need to be able to lean on and rely on someone else who's better at something than you are. So you can let go of feeling like you have to be the best party planner and the best cake decorator and the best entertainment and the best gift giver and the best hostess. When we try so hard to be the best at everything, we often wind up feeling like we're not good at anything. It's a recipe for disaster and for burnout, and it's just not true. So what if instead you focused on one area? Like, I want to learn how to make a killer cake, or even the best birthday cake. You're not only going to be more likely to achieve your desire, but you're also building confidence that proves you can be good at something, rather than trying to focus on doing all the things and doing them poorly, focusing on just one area can be really helpful to help build your confidence. So relating this to health and fitness, focusing on one thing first. I talk about this a lot. Adding plants and a protein to your meal, drinking water, just focus on one area. It really doesn't matter which area it is for you. Just find one area you can focus on and start building from there. It's really common, I think, especially with health and fitness to try and do all the things. Cut out sugar, cut out carbs, work out seven days a week, drink 100 ounces of water, eat nutritious foods at every meal, meal prep and plan while working and taking care of your family and and all the other responsibilities that you have in your life. The thing is life is messy and it's not perfect. Maybe you can create a routine and stick to it, but if your routine is too rigid, then when those odd days come, when you're sick or your kids get sick, or you get a flat tire or whatever creeps in and throws off your routine, most of the time that will cause this like this downward spiral because of that perfectionism mindset. All of a sudden, if you can't do those things anymore, if you can't do them perfectly, you just kind of give up. So having your routine thrown off with perfectionism is usually the start of that downward spiral, which might look something like this. See if you can spot either some similar thinking yourself or a similar situation in your life. 
So you wake up Monday morning and you're planning on going to the gym. In fact, you're even ready to go, but then you have a friend that calls you and is like, hey, I gotta go drop my car off to get fixed. Can you come pick me up? And so you're like, oh, okay, I'll skip the gym. No big deal, I'll just work out tomorrow. And you meet up with your friend and you go pick them up. And then as a payback for you picking them up, they offer to take you out for lunch. And you're like, well, I already had my food planned out for the day, but yeah, going out to lunch sounds fun. So you go out to eat and you just go out to eat and you don't really think too much about it. But then you get home and you're like, oh, well, I already ate out and I already missed my workout today. So I'm gonna eat these cookies and I'll just start again tomorrow, right? You just kind of throw everything out because a couple of things throughout the day didn't go as you planned. And sometimes the one day leads into two, leads into three, leads into four, and all of a sudden a whole month has gone by and you were intending to go work out and it just never happened. So obviously that's not exactly how it might play out for you, but often it is just one hiccup in your routine that can turn a whole week or a whole day or more of being off and you just don't really know how to stop the spiral and you're sick of feeling like, well, if I eat out or if I eat something I wasn't planning on or I just don't know how to track this so I'm just not gonna track anything, which leads to more and more, you just keep spiraling and you get to this place where you're like, well, tracking your food just doesn't really work. It's not really realistic, it's too hard. I don't have time to go to the gym or I really just don't feel motivated to work out and you just notice this spirals and spirals and spirals. Those types of thought spirals are different ways that all or nothing thinking and perfectionism creep in. So I have some tips that I want to share for overcoming the idea of like doing it all and perfectionism or all or nothing thinking. Even though all or nothing and perfectionism are a little bit different, they are pretty similar. And also I feel like a lot of times people who have this tendency to want to be to want to do things perfectly are also the people who feel like they have to do all the things or maybe even if they don't feel like they have to do all the things then it's kind of like well especially if i'm not doing all the things then i really have to do everything perfectly does that make sense okay so this first tip is that you need to have specific and measurable goals specific as in like two meals per day, I'm going to eat a plant with each meal. You could even make it a little more specific if you wanted to and say fruits twice a day, vegetables three times a day or whatever. But I think even just saying like two meals a day, I'm gonna eat a plant with every meal five days a week. It's pretty specific and it's really easy for you to measure. Non-specific goals like I'm just gonna eat more fruits and vegetables. It's not specific enough. There's no great way for you to measure that, but you can definitely measure two meals a day, five days a week. So that's part of it. The first part of this tip is be specific with your goals. And then the second part of this tip is once you've created your specific goal, we're gonna go back to this two meals a day, five days a week idea. Um, then you can use this scale, this one to 10 scale, how likely do I think I'm gonna be able to follow through on that? And if it's anything less than an eight, so if you ask yourself that question, okay, on a scale of one to 10, how likely do I think I'm going to be able to achieve this goal of eating two meals per day with a plant and a protein at each meal five days a week? If you're like, mm, like a six, then you need to revise that goal. So maybe five days a week feels like too much, but maybe four days a week feels super doable. Or maybe one meal per day, five days a week feels more doable than two meals 
it doesn't really matter what it is. The idea is that you are creating measurable and specific goals and that you believe you're going to be able to follow through on that. So I think it's especially important if you are working on creating or even reintroducing habits, it's important to start with smaller goals. Setting goals like every meal and every snack will have a plant seven days a week. If you're someone who doesn't currently eat very many fruits and vegetables, it's gonna burn you out pretty quickly. Especially because again, the perfectionism comes in, right? And the need to do all the things at once tends to be kind of the behavior pattern that goes with that perfectionism. So maybe you're able to increase your fruit and veggie intake drastically like that, and maybe you can even stick to it for a few weeks. As soon as that motivation starts to fizzle and maybe you accidentally skip eating a fruit or a vegetable with your snack because you didn't have access to your regular food or whatever, that perfectionism creeps in and you're kind of like, well, I only did three meals today, not my snacks, and that wasn't good enough, and you beat yourself up and you feel defeated, and eventually you give it up altogether. Which leads into tip number two, which is to let good enough be good enough. You set that goal, two meals a day, five days a week to include plants, and you ran that goal through that one to 10 scale process, and you felt like it was an eight, let that be enough. Yeah, it's true, that's not seven days a week, it's not every single meal, but is that an improvement from what you were doing before? And is your level of believability that you're going to follow through pretty darn high? Then it's good enough. And just because someone else may have a goal that you deem as better, or just because at one point in your life you had different goals and you were, and you felt like your nutrition habits were in a better place or whatever, if that's not where you're at right now, let your new goal be enough. Give yourself credit for what you're doing every day, or even each time you eat the fruit and vegetable. Give yourself like a little mental star or write it down and and physically check it off. That's gonna give you a little hit of dopamine, which is a reward chemical, and that's going to help you to be more likely to repeat the behavior. And you're also building evidence that you say you're going to do something and you follow through on those goals that you set, which helps build your confidence to help you be able to reach your goals. So let walking be enough. Let tracking your calories and protein be good enough or tracking how many plants you eat or let drinking water be enough. One message that I really, really want my clients and really everyone to hear is that you are enough. You're already enough right now. You don't need to change anything about who you are to be enough. You were created just as you are and you're enough just as you are. And that doesn't mean that you can't or shouldn't focus on making changes. But when you can do that from a place of love and accept that you're already enough, you can make those changes from a place of love and self-improvement rather than a place of beating yourself up and guilt and shame. You're never going to hate yourself into a body that you love. You're never going to be able to hate yourself into a body that you want. You don't have to like where you are. But there is such a huge difference between not liking where you are and trying to guilt and shame and beat yourself up to make improvements versus accepting, okay, this is where I am right now. This is what I weigh. This is what my fitness level is. This is where I am. There are things that I can do to make improvements today because I love myself, because I want to improve and take care of this body because I was only given one body and I want to improve so that I can live the life that I want to live, so that I can be as active as I want to be. It really makes such a difference when you can work on self-improvement from a place of love and self-improvement rather than 
self-shame and self-guilt. And those types of changes are the changes that I believe will stick. So that is pretty much it. Set specific and measurable goals and then use that zero to 10 or one to 10 scale. How likely do you think you're gonna be able to achieve it and be willing to make adjustments if needed and then let good enough be good enough. If you're interested in coaching with me, I have spaces available in my one-on-one coaching containers and you can find out more about that by reaching out to me at Rethinking Fitness on Instagram or Rethinking Fitness with Annie at gmail.com. And if you are liking the podcast, will you do me a huge favor? Will you leave me a rating and review on whatever platform you're listening to? And maybe share it with a friend. Maybe they'll find something helpful too. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great week.